0: On it, to deep right. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Oh, that is a Stantonian home run to deep right center. A three-run blast. Here's Donald, carrying it out. Deep ball separation. caught, Robbie Anderson. Goodbye. Touchdown, Jets. Welcome back to Metro City Mentality Sports Podcast. I am your host, Joe Grassi. In today's episode, we're gonna break down the NFL offseason for our three New York teams, the Buffalo Bills, the New York Giants, and the New York Jets. A lot going on, a lot happened. We're gonna go over it again and uh, discuss some of the some of the some of the moves, if they were good or not. We got a lot to talk about with these three teams, so let's start with the Buffalo Bills. Some of the notable signings for the Buffalo Bills are. Defensive end Eli Harold signed a one-year deal. They brought back EJ Gaines and Eddie Yarbo. uh, Signed Adrian Waddle, John Feliciano, Mitch Morse, and Spencer Long, who they took from the Jets to beef up the O-line in Buffalo. They also took in Andre Roberts, who was the kick returner and punt returner for the New York Jets. Nice move for them. Signed running back Frank Gore and wide receivers Cole Beasley and John Brown to help out the offense, as well as tight end Tyler Croft. And signed linebacker Lorenzo Alexander and Kevin Johnson for the defense. The notable losses have been uh, Charles Clay, the longtime tight end for the Buffalo Bills. So, the, what stands out for me here is they've given up a they've given a couple pieces to Josh Allen to work with in Colby's and John Brown. I really like Brown. He's underrated. He's fast. He did well uh, with the Ravens and with the Cardinals. Tyler Croft, young kid. Uh, did well in Cincinnati, replacing the other Tyler, Tyler Eifert. So that was an interesting move for them. And then uh, the Andre Roberts move, he was really good with the New York Jets. I'm, su- I'm surprised they weren't able to keep him, but dollars and all that. So um, they beef up the offense a little bit, which is a, which is interesting and um, definitely well-needed. There was a lot of pieces here that were missing, Last year, they still have a long way to go. I would not be surprised if they drafted a wide receiver um, in the first round of this year. And they upgraded the defense a little bit. I wouldn't even say upgraded. They filled in some pieces. They really upgraded the offense, especially the offensive line, and rightfully so. This team is not ready, in my opinion, to really take on this AFC East and really start to uh, hone their own. They do have their quarterback But they still have to build around them. I don't know if this defense is... It was good last year, but there's really nothing there that's made me go, oh yeah, I could see them repeating that this year again. And especially on the offense, you still need some more pieces to really stand out. Especially when you're in division with the Patriots and the Jets, who just upgraded a lot this offseason and are ready and ready to go. The Bills for draft picks, they have 10 draft picks this year, which will definitely help, which includes an additional 4th, 5th, and 7th rounder in trades that they have made last year. And uh, they have the number 9 overall pick. Now, I know I mentioned before, I expect them to draft a wide receiver, whether it's Marquise Brown or DK Metcalf. I think it would definitely help and improve tremendously this offense. So that way, Colby's and John Brown aren't those number 1 options, and they're more complementary. I, I, I could see Brown... On the outside is the vertical thread, while Beasley's inside in the slot. He's not the fastest. Obviously, you have Brown, who's faster than him, but it would open up the offense a lot more, I think. And you still have, I know you got Frank Gore, but that's more of a complementary role at this point in his career. And you obviously still have Sean McCoy to open up this offense as well. So I don't know how much more improvement it will be, Or how much more of an improvement it will be for the Buffalo Bills. But they're slowly working their way and trying to build for the future. And with that being said, let's move on to the future of the New York Jets. So the Jets had a huge offseason. They lost Spencer Long, Andre Roberts, Morris Claiborne, Jermaine Kearse, James Carpenter, and Isaiah Crowell to free agency. Notable additions include Jamison Crowder, who they got from the Washington Redskins. Um, Interesting wide receiver there. Uh, had some had some moments in the beginning of his career didn't really do too much last year so they they got him on the cheap let's see if it pays off here and they got a nice deal i know mcagnan is pretty good in terms of getting those guys that you wouldn't think much of and then getting the most out of them he got it with james carpenter a couple years ago and then as well as as well as kelvin beanchum morris claiborne as well andre roberts and of course Avery williamson just to name a few guys that were not as well as received as others in free agency didn't have a huge market for them and he was able to get them on the cheap so that's a nice move for them i'm gonna mess this up i'm i've had a lot of trouble saying this one kilichi assembly i think that's how you say it they swapped a fifth for a sixth with the raiders just to acquire him Love him. He was great with the Ravens. It'd be a huge improvement on the offensive line to help Sam Darnold. Um, they also got backup quarterback Trevor Simeon, who had a good did a good job with the Broncos a few years ago, and got him for one year, two million. I mean, you can't get much cheaper than that for a backup quarterback. Usually, the market is pretty high for backup quarterbacks. So nice move on his part. He brought back Chandler Catanzaro, uh, Josh Bellamy as the new kick returner/slash turner. turner uh, Worked with Gates before in Chicago. Now, they couldn't bring back Andre Roberts, of course, which would have been very nice. He was uh, great, something this team really needed after having so much trouble for years now on special teams, trying to get a guy who could really be effective, which they probably haven't had since, I would say, Leon Washington. And uh, and this is all on offense, and of course, the big one, the big fish, Le'Veon Bell. I'll be honest with you all, I did not think they were going to be able to pull it off. I mean, it was that 11th hour situation, we kept hearing all day, oh, it could be the Raiders, could be the Ravens, there was so many teams involved, of course the Jets were in that mix as well, but there was no indication of where he was going to go, or where which side he was leaning towards. I mean, there were so many multiple different reports that contradicted each other, and it Really did come down to that love the hour because they put the deadline, and he signed at midnight. He said, okay, I'm coming. I'm in. So nice move on their part. That's going to be huge for this offense. going to open it up for Sam Darnold. Everything's going to take off pressure. Um, huge dynamic force in the backfield. And it's going to also open up the middle for guys like Jamison Crowder and Quincy Inouye. So... Uh, Nice move on the Jets. Nice move on Mike McKagan. And then on defense, they've added, they brought back Steve McClendon and Henry Anderson. Nice move. Leader in the locker room, uh, McClendon. And Anderson did really well last year. Had six sacks, uh, seven sacks um, for his career as his high. Uh, Brought in Brian Poole from the Falcons. An interesting signing. Um, Underrated from what I've heard. I don't know how much or how well he's going to be. I'm sure it's going to be better than when we had with Buster Screen. So nice moves for the defense. Also bringing in the huge fish linebacker, C.J. Mosley. Now, it's a great move, but I'm still a little not pessimistic on the move. I'm just disappointed, I would say, with the fact that we had those early reports of not only getting C.J. Mosley, but also getting from the Vikings linebacker, Anthony Barr, which would have been huge for this defense, would have been the best linebacking core in the league when you add in Barr, Williamson, and C.J. Mosley. But still, you get a great player in C.J. Mosley. Young kid still, only 26 years old, was in a good situation with the Baltimore Ravens. um, Had some nice leadership there from Terrell Suggs and obviously ray lewis he learned a lot from ray he was a leader in that locker room when ray left he's going to be great for this locker room and brings a nice presence on that defense is going to really command that front seven so i love the move uh with williamson it's going to be a really good linebacking court not going to be the best in the nfl like it would have been if Barr was there but it's still going to be great and then we still have the draft, of course. So you could even add to that with a Josh Allen. But I still think, in my opinion, if he's still on the board, they're gonna lean towards Quentin Williams and Williamson to beef up the front seven before they move on to an edge rusher. Because this is a deep class. This, I mean, really deep for the front seven. I mean, really, there's a, there's a ton of edge rushers. There's a ton of ton of D linemen in this draft, and some of them are gonna go later. So they definitely have some options. With the number three pick, I think ideally you want to trade back and get back into that second round that you gave up to the Colts last year to acquire Darnold. Obviously, you have the two threes as well, so you have some ammunition there to even move up and move around in the draft. But ideally, I think you want to try to move back to one of these quarterback-needy teams, see if they want to come up and get a Kyler Murray or a Dwayne Haskins and give you multiple picks. Even a a first for next year would be phenomenal. I mean, I'd take that deal in a heartbeat to move back a a few selections. So we'll see what happens with the New York Jets. But definitely interesting here. I I mean, not with the Buffalo Bills in, in the sense of competing, but the Jets look like they could be the ones to take that next step forward in the AFC East. I don't think they're necessarily all the way there yet to really dethrone the Patriots. I think they're getting there. Um they still need some pieces on offense to really help Darnold, I think. And a few, just a few on defense, really. But this team is really starting to round itself out. So I think they can definitely be competitive enough to make a playoff spot. Maybe get one of those five or six seats. But I'm not sure if they're ready enough to win this division. So we'll see. And it's all going to start on Thursday night with the draft uh, next week. And we'll go over that too um, once that's over. But let's move on to our last team, the New York Giants, who make the, seem to make the most headway this offseason, the most headlines in the back of those daily newspapers. So let's move over to Dave Gettleman and the New York Giants. We have a lot to go over. Let's start with the, the re-signings. They brought back Benny Fowler, brought back Cody Latimer, as well as Corey Coleman on the offensive side of the ball, as well as uh, brought back Spencer Pulley, the offensive lineman, and Aldrich Rosas, who had an okay job, I think, last year. Uh, notable losses, defensive end Kerry Wynn, Josh Morrow, and Mario Edwards all left. Uh, but the biggest loss of all, obviously, are safety Landon Collins, Olivia Vernon, and wide receiver OBJ. So let's break this down here. Let's start with Landon Collins. There was a lot of speculation before free agency hit that the New York Giants were not going to bring him back. He did not fit their mold. They There was a lot of reports that he was terrible. No, no, I don't think that was the case. I just don't think they played him in the right position. Um, I don't think he played in a way like he did in his first season that really benefited him. I think they played him more in coverage, and he might just be a box safety, which is great. I mean, he could still do very well with that. It just didn't work out with the New York Giants. The thing that really bothers me here is not the fact that they didn't bring him back because he did command a lot of money. We saw what he signed with the Redskins for six years, $84 million. There was no way the Giants were going to pay that kind of money, especially when they were cap-strapped. But the problem here is if you knew you were not going to be able to re-sign him this year, why the hell did you not just trade him? last year during the trade deadline you could have at least acquired a third round pick for him why didn't you make that move that's the thing that really bothers me here is you knew he was leaving but then didn't get anything for him so that's one of the issues here olivia and vernon we all knew he was they were gonna move on from him really good defensive end but the problem really was the fact that giants expected him to be their aaron donald that's not him. He's more of a complimentary piece. He's a great defensive end, but the problem is he needs a guy with him to really show his skills. And there's a lot of guys in the league that are like that, and that's fine, but it's just there was no reason to keep him now for the amount of money that they had that they were investing him in. And now that he's with Miles Garrett, he's gonna have a phenomenal year in Cleveland, as well as his teammate, Odo Beckham Jr. Let's 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 break this one down here. I don't know what the Giants are doing I really don't it makes no sense to me and I'll tell you why to me having Odell Beckham Jr. really makes this offense explode because similar to Kansas City Kansas City doesn't have really a great defense they had some pieces but they did not have a great defense what really propelled them last year was their offense they had a young quarterback who was very dynamic they had a nice running game and they had good wide receivers to complement them right they used that speed there, right, with Tyreek Hill and uh, Sammy Watkins, not so much, but he was more of a dynamic receiver. He was more of a, an elite pass catcher, a guy that was going to help out when they got towards the red zone. Uh, obviously, they had, uh, Travis Kelsey helped a lot, too, with that speed, and then Kareem Hunt for a little bit there, but they they had the pieces, and you kind of see something similar with the Giants. The Giants actually had something better, in my opinion, because they had OBJ Far better receiver than any of the guys that Kansas City had. They had, obviously, in the backfield, their new amazing uh, face of the franchise in Saquon Barkley. They have a really nice tight end. It's not not Travis Kelsey, but Evan Ingram is a really good pass-catching tight end to have. And Sterling Shepard, the speedy elite threat down the seams that they can hit similar to what Kansas City did with Tyreek Hill. So my concern was, once you take away OBJ, it kind of limits the offense a bit because you've taken away this elite option. And now it's just, okay, now you got Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard, good pieces, right? And you got Barkley, but it's not the same because now teams are going to stack the box against Barkley and they're not going to respect him or they're not going to respect the wide receiver situation with OBJ out. So, it's not going to open up those holes. I thought they had something really great here, something that could propel them and be a competitor, you know, until they got that defense working again. And they could have built through the draft to help that defense. But now with that gone, I feel like you just need to go full rebuild at this point. And I, I am shocked the fact that this team is still holding on to Eli Manning despite all of this, because you would think at this point, okay, well. So let's look for that next answer to what comes after Eli and build the draft. Rebuild everything, start over from the ground up. But that's not the case here. And I'm wondering where where they plan on going because they say they're going to compete. They did bring in Marcus Golden, Antoine Bathea, and Golden Tate um, also traded in that trade for... Um, OBJ, they obviously got the draft picks, but they also got uh, Kevin Zeitlinger, Bill Pepper. So there are some pieces there. But then they also said, okay, we're not going to draft a quarterback this year. To me, it kind of sounds like they're confused. Do we want to compete and be a win-now team, or do we want to rebuild? And I'm not sure they have that answer, which is very concerning if you're a Giants fan because you want to know, okay, which direction is my team going? And especially with the fact that they reported apparently are, are not considering taking a, a quarterback this year. To me, it kind of sounds like they're tanking for Tua, which, yes, makes sense, but it's going to upset a lot of Giants fans. And when you make this move also, because you, you, you're telling Giants faithful when you trade OBJ... Um, Okay, we're we're done. We're done here. We're going to uh, start over and rebuild. We're gonna we're gonna rework this team, and we're gonna um, we're gonna be better. We're gonna be better, guys. Don't worry. We we have we have faith. To me, to me, if you don't hit all these draft picks you got, because in the trade they got a first and a third, right, and then they also got uh, an additional. I think it was a fourth round pick for the um, um, Olivia Vernon part of the deal as well. If you don't start hitting. With these picks, because now altogether they have 12 draft picks, number 6 and 17th overall in the first round. Um, second and third, they have one each, two fourths, three fifths, a sixth and two seventh rounders. If you don't hit this year, Dave Gettleman is fired in two years. And then you're starting the process all over again. And I'm not a huge fan of the coach, I'll be honest with you. I, w- I made that point known uh, during the offseason and uh, during the season as well. So, to me, it seems kind of like a disaster that's just on the, on the verge of just exploding. And to me, kind of seems like we've kind of flipped the script here. And the New York Jets have become the franchise that seems to have a hold on their future. And the New York Giants, not so much with the discourse and confusion within the front office. The fact that there seems to be no roadmap for the future, the, the, the fact that there's really doesn't seem to be a strong answer for the coach or the quarterback for the future. This could be a long time, Giants fans, be, before you guys really are back to being the pride of New York. It could be a while. Could be soon. Who knows? I mean, maybe they end up trading for uh, Josh Rosen. If the Cardinals end up moving on from him, maybe they get a quarterback in this draft. Maybe they get get Tua. Maybe it's faster than we all think. But I'll tell you what. You're going to know real soon because it's going to happen starting Thursday because they're going to have to hit hard on this draft, and they got to hit with nearly every single pick. You cannot mess this up, especially... Those first three rounds. Because you have a chance to really build for your franchise. You already got um, Jabril Peppers as a young kid to build. Now build around him too. And you got a lot of pieces to fill. So I wish the Giants the best of luck. I wish you Giants fans the best of luck in coping within the next few seasons. But don't expect that your team is going to really push far in this division. Especially with the fact that the Cowboys have really broken out and have a young core on defense and adding Amari Cooper obviously propelled the offense a bit. And then obviously you have the Eagles as well in that division. We don't know what we're going to get from them, but when you have Carson Wentz at the helm, surely it's it's going to be competitive to say the least. Well, that's it for this episode. I'm going to be putting out on the next one, we're going to be doing a draft special in terms of football. We're going to do it after the draft, we'll break it down. Uh, for the Jets Giants and Bills and some of the bigger storylines during the draft as well we'll hit on those I'll also be putting out an MLB update for the Yankees and Mets that'll be happening tomorrow and I'm also going to be putting out my mock draft as well my 1.0 and I'm going to put that both on our website where you can check us out at Metro City Mentality on Facebook and Instagram. Remember, give us a like, a share, a follow. Uh, make sure you listen to us. We're both not, on, not only on SoundCloud, but also on iTunes. And just remember, everyone, if it ain't Metro City, it's going to be mental. We'll see you next time.